Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Munzenreiter, and I'm joined this week by Patrick Pagongo and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite to talk about the new weekend video and to try out a new segment called Required Viewing, which is talking about some of our favorite videos from the past. Before we dive into things, we're wondering, do you have a burning question that only the Mostly Skateboarding crew can answer? Send it to mostlyskateboarding at gmail.com and we'll answer it on air eh, sometime in the near future. We're going to do an extra fat four-person episode uh, probably in August when nothing is going on. You can send that in text or as a voice note, and maybe we'll use it on the show or something. All right. So this week, Weekend Skateboards put out its second video offering of the year in the form of Bottleneck Sewage, which follows Alex Schmidt and Jordan Taylor on an excellent adventure along with the rest of the weekend crew, you know, skating and whatnot. So Jason, I'm wondering, would you take a trip down the L.A. River knowing all the weird shit that can happen along the way, as shown in the video. Sailing, take me away. But uh, pr- probably not. Um, I'm not really a nautical type of dude. Uh, the L.A. River. I mean, it sounds cool. Like, according to this video, it has, like, whatever psychedelic bears you can eat or whatever. But, but um, <laughs> yeah, not really my thing. I'm not really a nautical type of dude. But, however, I mean, this has got to be the best use of the L.A. River since uh, Terminator 2 maybe since greece oh wow. since that since wow. that racing scene in greece because like yeah i mean this guy grant yasura like i don't know to me this guy if he ever doesn't want to work in skating he could probably do some shit in like a uh, film or tv you know yeah he's that creative he had that type of mind i mean this thing like if you watch the credits they even have like practical effects like it was like a real like fucking uh production you know and the weekend it's kind of definitely a good way i mean like a two-person video to showcase your team because the team's kind of big and they all kind of skate the same, you know, no, they don't. Yeah. They, I mean, they mostly skate the same kind of like not too tech, not too creative, you know, so it's a good way to showcase your team. Didn't have any Toby Bennett footage, even though he made an appearance, he didn't have any footage, which, you know, come on, like Virginia's own Toby Bennett, you know, he's like the fucking next to out of next to blow out of VA. But uh, yeah, it was definitely some cool shit. Uh, what do you guys think? I liked it. Weekend to me kind of feels like one of those companies where, they're cool, but they're not cool guys. Does that make sense? Yeah, they're not. They're definitely not on the cool guy tier. Exactly. Like these are guys who are not necessarily going to, uh, who are not necessarily going to blank you if they do in public or if you recognize them, whatever. And we could probably dedicate an entire episode to industry politics about who falls where on the cool ladder, on the cool <laughs> hierarchy. But anyway, to the actual skating, I thought the skating was really good. I was, I thought Jordan Taylor was a super nice surprise. Good use of Neil Young in Alex Schmidt's part. And I liked um, I liked the little preview, like the little snippets of other skaters. Also, Christian Maloof, that guy is incredible to watch in person. First of all, his pants game is stupid. Like, this <laughs> pants game is strong. Second of all, like, the way that his hips and his knees, like, his form for his 180s, his frontside flips, if he's just ollieing over something. You know, I watched him warm up at Marsh Park which is the metal-covered uh, metal park, a neighborhood called Frogtown or sub-neighborhood of Echo Park. And we all kind of just stopped and watched him because we were just watching dude warm up. He was ollieing the fun box, getting huge amounts of air on this little quarter pipe, just like his control. And did I see Fabian Alomar in there? Oh, in that one little snippet when the cops are chasing after someone. That what you're referring to? Yeah, I think maybe it was something for TV because I, I know Fabian Uh-oh. is Fabian is Fabian's. Yeah, home. I I don't think that was Fabian. Maybe I saw that on. Pretty Slack. sure, pretty sure it wasn't Fabian. Okay, well we do know that Fabian is home. 
Fabian is acting again. Uh, so we wish him nothing but the best because he was one of the realest ones out there. And he's the only reason that some of your favorite skaters got to skate Lockwood back in the day. So if you see Fabian, you know, tell him thank you. Thank you. But anyway, uh, back to Weekend. The other thing about Weekend that's interesting is that with the skits in this video and the makeup and the very low budget, but not no budget special effects, it was really clever. And, you know, I know a few people like uh, Kevin Horn, uh, the homeboy Graham, guys like that who are here in L.A., skate Twitter homies as well. They do a lot of short films as well. And this is not stuff that you do on the fly. A lot of thought went into this. And I, I actually really appreciate it. It didn't feel, it didn't feel corny. What did y'all think? Well, yeah, I mean, they, there have been a ton of videos with narrative conceits. I think we've talked about them on this podcast before. I'm like, you know, Paco back in the day, Shorty's Guilty. That was ridiculous. <laughs> and then I think Nothing But The Truth had a narrative conceit as well, but I really couldn't tell you what it was. Like, that might have edited that whole idea. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was definitely a backlash. I think after that came out, I think it was like some people kidnapped the skaters to film a video like in the desert or some shit. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> it was, you know, my, a, a homie of mine complained that the new Plan B video code is the worst video of all time. I was like, that's disrespectful to Plan B. That is not the worst video of all time. It might be that Nike joint. And even since then, they've switched up their whole flow and have been making shorter edits. And I mean, my goodness. How, how do you bury a Gino? And Brian Anderson part in that. How long was that video? Um, probably like 50 minutes or something God, like that. That's okay long. I mean, it, it should have been justified. If you're going to go questionable length, it's got to be questionable quality, right? So I, I, have a, I have a pretty clear idea of why the skits in this video worked, aside from just being good. You do the skating first. Like, they knock you over the head with the cool intro that reminded me of Super Fu Champion Fun Zone, the four-star video, like where they're, like, zooming around the world and showing people... And then they like transition into more skating. And then the skit happens like organically out of that. And they did it just long enough where you're like, oh, okay. All right, we're doing this. And then it's over. It all, it all fit together. I, I, I think what you were saying, Jason, like Grant Yancer is really good at what he does. And it shows through. These are probably, you know, you, you could argue best or second best or, you know, somewhere near the top for, for weekends output. Yeah, I mean, you know, when there's a weekend video, it's going to be some entertaining shit at the very least. Yep. So does that mean in terms of skits, would you say that if we're making a comparison to skits on hip hop albums, the first and best being those three albums that De La Soul did with Prince Paul, uh, would you say that for skateboarding that the equivalent would be what, maybe video days? Oh, you mean like you mean like the skating equivalent of like De La Soul is Dead? Yeah, like De La Soul is Dead or Three Feet High and Rising. Because I mean, like I, I wouldn't count the the Powell videos as having skits. You know, the classic ones like uh, Bones Brigade Video Show or Search for Animal Chin. I, I wouldn't count that in the same breath. Like like when you look at Krell Tap videos, like well, yeah, I think it. I think it's maybe skits aren't even the right word for this video that we're talking about. Because it is kind of like a weird narrative that's just kind of interspersed in there. Whereas like with Mouse, those are skits mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, Costin Chaplin and skating in the woods, which I was biking through the woods the other day and realized just how sick that Rick Howard section is. Yep. Yeah, how how they do that? A lot of plywood. Like, yeah. Love God, he looks so cool. That was like when Rick's fit game was out of control. Yep. Baggy, yeah. uh, baggy khakis. Flannel button up, short sleeve, the like, power shirts, TM. Yo, the man. But anyway, uh, back to weekend. 
Yeah, shit, what we were talking about on weekend. <laughs> we're talking oh, yeah, about yeah. The... Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily skits, but it all does kind of fall in, you know, at the end of the day, like if we're not getting too technical about it, it's all kind of the same stuff. You know, it's non-skating, non-skating in a skate video. Yeah. So then the other question is, where does weekend fall in terms of uh, like, who's their market? Who's their audience? Like who's picking up a weekend board when they roll into their local skate shop? Oh, it's probably like the good current skaters in your town you know that wear like the, the beanies with like the high percentage of roll up like the cut like you know what i mean like the cut up pants or whatever like those, those type of kids you know kind of the same market as, as hockey oh i think but, yeah a little probably a little less self-serious okay yeah, yeah yeah definitely a different vibe than hockey but you know i think you know, your average kid that's you know kind of not like kind of like just got into cool shit, you know, like 16 to 23 down with like roll on grinds and whatnot, creative type skating, maybe went to college for art or photography or something. You know? I mean, Jason, you were, I think you said they're not overly creative tech, but not overly tech. And yeah, I was, I was wondering like what the best way to classify the skating is. Cause it's not the straight up, like quote unquote, modern skating that you'd see more. In yeah. Hockey like, video. yeah. Like it's, like it's more tech. It's more. Yeah. Yeah, hockey, I think, well, I mean, they're probably, like, anti-tech, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think you'd probably say. But, like, yeah, for example, Alexander Schmidt, like, that guy, he does, like, a cool, like, Mark Johnson style, not only flip on flat, he's doing, like, you know, just your kick flips and heel flip shows over barriers and shit, you know, which is, like, good, solid tech with some creative shit mixed in, you know? And, like, I think, yeah, in Gifted Hater, shout out that guy, in his recent review of Hockey X, he said, like, you know, everyone's always like, oh, New York, creative, blah, blah, blah. But he was like, yeah, like, if you really look at, like, kids in out in L.A. are kind of being a little bit more creative. And I think, yeah, this video is kind of an example of that. Because, like, they're in the alleyways and shit. I didn't even know there were alleyways in L.A. <laughs> there are alleyways. Um, some of them are not particularly fun to drive or skate down. But... <laughs> Uh, gifted hater shout out gifted hater by the way who i feel like i've really come around to his um his web presence and his opinion the kid's good man kid's yeah good you know, he's nice on a board too no lie <laughs> no, no doubt. he he touches upon something interesting is that the kind of crusty dirty nasty skating that you would normally associate with a new york or a philly to an extent uh a dc you're seeing a lot more of that in L.A. You saw it quite a bit in the last couple of hockey videos. You're definitely seeing it in here. Um, with regards to who is a weekend skater, I can definitely picture like um, a wolf t-shirt. You know the one? Like the one of those airbrushed wolf t-shirts. Yep. Some, some polar big boys, double cuffed, maybe some last resorts, maybe some chill Nikes, and definitely 24-pack of Modelo at the session. Just like cool and like, hey, what's up? Nice to see you. Hey, you want one? <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah. Well. Like 27, 28 is about the age. See, I keep, and maybe it's just because of the one guy, and I, I've been looking for his name. I can't find it, but he got his pants taken and turned into a sale, the Adidas pants. Like, he so reminds me of a guy who'd been, who'd have been on like Planet Earth or Rhythm back in the day that, like, in the cool hierarchy, this very fluid and uh, non that important thing, like, Weekend strikes me as on the level of the of the planet Earth and rhythm from back in the day, and I've maybe yeah yeah that's fair. Yeah. Like like the dudes are good, but it's not it's not that elite company like uh you know your girl in chocolate primitive April corollary though people hate primitive and 
April for reasons not quite clear to me. They just um, they just mad. They just mad. It's it's like, but they're not necessarily aspiring to it because they've got their own aesthetic and it rips anyways. Like you know, you could see Richard Angelitas on this team. Yeah, that's that's a good comparison, I think, because back in the day, like Rhythm and Planet Earth, they were definitely sick, but they were definitely a level like one step below the world guys, you know? Right. Like but, um, world girl chocolate was a plus. They're the a level. Yeah. 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 Straight but, up um, good, but not quite. Was that guy you were talking about with these pants? Was he in the intro intro montage? Uh, not in the intro montage. You might have, I think he had a clip at the LA river ditch. Oh yeah. 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 Not, not far. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the montage that that song re- worked real well, but it was used in a 411, like 411 number 60. I thought it was an on video, but my mind probably worked that way because number 60 was like a 10th anniversary issue and like chaos was just like a bunch of clips from, you know, the past. Yeah. Or whatever the past was in 2003. But I mean, that might be Mike. D- did you invent the 401 rule? Was that you? What's the 401 um, rule? I'm spoken of one corollary. Yeah. 401 rule. You can use it basically unless it was like ultra iconic in 411 yeah 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 so that works i thought it was kind of like um i feel like that song's so ubiquitous maybe outside of skateboarding where it's just like i don't know it, each time i've watched the video like i think i've watched it three times when it starts and it's like the tv news voiceover about travel resuming like i think it's like a pre-roll ad because it's well it's kind of a non sequitur to start the skate video and then it goes into that so i almost feel like the thinking behind it was like using this song that's just very travely and you know yeah kind of definitely like has that vibe operatic just to like set a certain vibe and then they go into a completely different one after that which is again pretty cool yeah that was making so then another question is you know alexis sablone was on weekend and then parted ways now is doing big things at all timers has weekend settled into like a post alexis she seemed like she was a quite the star for the team um, and maybe that's just my own fandom through here. But, you know, I guess what would it take to elevate a team like Weekend? Not to say they're not top tier. Like what kind of skater would have to join their ranks to make you be like, oh, snap, they're going for the big time. Uh, and maybe if someone, well, it's hardly deluxe, but maybe if someone like off the deluxe or like, or if someone like jumped off a of primitive real quick or someone like, see, it's LA. So maybe if someone like off that, of, Maybe a, a, someone off of FA or something jumped off, joined them, like some, something like that. Someone like of the, uh, you know, one of the cool guy brands or something. Yeah, I just think it, it works as it is. Though I did think Buddy Davis Torgerson, who's kind of like over, pro, like past professional skateboarding. Like I know he skates with Tom K or has in the past. And it's like, you know, New Balance hookup. I did watch that video. I'm like, damn, Davis should just like ask Grant if he can get on weekend. And then, you know have some clips in it every now and then but, but i don't you, know if you don't want to be that real anymore you don't want to be that brand where people just like post up and just like yo i i got nowhere else to be you don't want to be i got nowhere else to go <laughs> i got nowhere else to go right that that's that's the correct that is the correct quote but you don't want to be that company you don't want to be just whoever who just you know you know the company that like the company as couch to crash on you know yeah yeah i mean like like mike said they do have kind of like an underdog thing going on so you know that that works for him anybody but, uh, on this on this crew sodium material ah uh, i mean look at their pros are like tom k jordan andrew Constein, carson cleffin i mean christian 
Maybe Tom K like on a good year. It's like a it, it, it's 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 a probably not just because the nature of Sodi has changed a lot over the past X years where I don't know, like the influence is no like yeah, the influential I'm making up a word. <laughs> influentiality isn't so much a thing and it's more just like hard clips that you know in the last last quarter of the year if you put out four video parts like you're in mm-hmm. and I, I i i definitely think that's okay just because you know the the quality of the videos is is great and you know it's it's a cohesive brand in terms of who's on and how they skate but i think there's enough differentiation like the individual skaters are interesting on their own and i don't know it's, it's a vibe i i do wish that like I haven't seen I haven't seen one of their boards in person for a little bit, but I'm pretty sure they're still like the big square, like square nose and tail, like an old Zoo York board. Yep. And I can't I can't do that. No. I mean, flat and pointy. Yeah. The, that, like I'd ride I'd rep this stuff if it if it worked for me. Like I'm definitely into it. That was definitely a, a wave out here. I think hockey and FA boards yep. definitely have that that bulbous shape, the nose and tail. Um, Sounds low key gross, bulbous shape, but it's it's spot on. No, but you but you never. I don't it. mind. I don't, I don't mind the hockey boards. I, I fuck with them from time to time. I don't mind it. Like uh, I don't mind it, but it's also um, I kind of feel like it's it's not for me. And and I think this is where you know thinking about where weekend falls in like uh, the skate shop hierarchy. You know, it's really about going in and throwing the board on the on the doormat slash carpet, whatever, and seeing and seeing how it feels. Like that is that's the ultimate test. There are just some boards, like certain shapes that you just know work. Do y'all see that 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 trend running its course anytime soon? The that kind of blunt shape? Yeah, the blunt joint. Yeah, I think it's just um PS sticks primarily that yeah. makes those shapes, right? Because hockey's PS6, FA is PS6. Yeah, I believe so. Not sure what Woodshop Weekend uses. We could probably consult the slap thread. Yeah, yeah. There's a specific thread on slap with like woodshops. Like a witch out there. See, I'm I'm thinking about the Jeff Pang Tiger Bomb board I had that was like just squared off. That must have been Chapman back in the day. But well, I think for Chapman, it's interesting. Like their blanks, the stuff that they do for Supreme, the stuff that they do or did for Nine One Seven is all wildly different. So again, yeah. it's this is I guess this is just like uh, the big hey, you know what you need to do, you know, go support your local shop. But anyway, back to back to weekend. I think the other thing that I I think the other thing that I liked about them going around the LA River is that it's such a quintessentially it's like it's a very very Hollywood thing. And Jason, your point earlier about this being the best use of the LA River since Terminator or Grease. By the way, we no, nobody said anything about the little Daywan cameo in there. Mm. Oh yeah, I saw. I was like, that was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, that spot is really really hard to skate. That's I right. would. Uh... Maybe not even call it a spot because isn't that just Daywan doing his thing there? Yeah. On that like, <laughs> spot for Daywan for the rest of us is like, ah, I'm gonna let you do you. It, that's it, a spot, just like that. Look, that whatever that bank. Yep. Along along the yeah. The um, it is bank. if you um, it's right down the way from Marsh Park. So you leave the park and you go out to the bike path, running path. And it's all along that part of it is waxed. Um, if you go down to like the way far end underneath the bridge that's there, I, I believe it's, I want to say, I can't remember what street it is. It's not Glendale. Anyway, never mind the geography. But on the other side of, the under, of that underpass, um, there's a, a wall ride that a lot of people have filmed on. 
people built up a, a, a little DIY quarter pipe up to the wall. Yeah. You've probably seen it in a million videos. I'll loop, I'll loop backside wall ride. Exactly. And um, I've seen a few people lose their boards to the river, and it's, it's disgusting. I don't think y'all understand how awful it smells, especially in the summer. <laughs> well, I mean, we, in the video, they showed the stuff and, like, where it's dripping from, like... It's dog. I mean, <laughs> some of the worst is I down in Long Beach. There is a, a bank with a curb on top that is right on the beach, and it's at the end of an uh, overspill that goes out into the water. And on a bad day, that thing smells awful. Um, yeah, the LA River is tricky, and in the winter, it's even worse because when it does rain, you know, it fills up real quick. You know, it's supposed to be used for overflow. The river was channelized so they could control some of the flooding in certain parts of LA, like Frogtown in Echo Park, uh, was called Frogtown because it was basically a whole bunch of marshes. And it was only very recently, you know, in the last, what, 60, 70 years, drained. And, you know, they put concrete down and made the LA River what it is today. Anyway, I mean, I'm not going to give those guys props for playing around in dirty water, <laughs> but I'm going to be like, you know what? If you all get some kind of fever, <laughs> I'll put a little something in the GoFundMe. Well, you know what? Yo, know, we all make uh, sacrifices for art. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's a sacrifice I'm not willing to make. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, either, Robert. Also, speaking, <laughs> just uh, just speaking of the art of it, I I I gotta say, you know, what there was a quasi video that came out recently. Was it last week or was it this week? Whenever oh, it was, yeah. you know, they they quasi has its kind of ultra lo-fi thing going on and i mean that was like a extended ig clip or something and so i do want to applaud weekend for just like you know they made a skate video ass skate video that was entertaining in a lot of ways and had its you know allusions to other skate videos had the skit or narrative or whatever you want to call it they used a fisheye to film it wow that's refreshing like it it really is like a great example of skate video as a form of art that we know and love. And a lot of, well, not a lot, certain brands have like turned away from kind of the polished production. And I think we're better off for having like Grant and Sarah making good shit like this. Yeah, there was like, there was allusions to other movies as well. Like I was sure that when they showed like Christian Maloof in the car, you know what I mean? In traffic with his head, his face was like turning red. I was sure he was going to pull like a falling down and like get out and like shoot and let off a fucking uh, rocket propelled grenade. <laughs> I was I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, it's a falling down bit. Great. You know, but I guess that's I guess that that was inferred. Right. Leave up your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> now you got me thinking about uh, all of the um, all the dialogue they use from some gangster movie in the one on one video. Uh I'll be back up day. What is it? I'll be back up there one of these days. And then, then you're going to really see something. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Rocco this, Rocco that. Yeah, that was, Rocco. Yeah, that was some old some old black and white gangster movie. I forgot what it was. Anyway. Like, yeah, see? Yeah, Steve exactly. Yeah one, like, yeah, one of those, like, uh, you know, Burgess Meredith fucking. <laughs> one of those guys. Shout out Burgess Meredith. <laughs> we got anything else on, on, on the skate video? Maybe Jordan Taylor's part. We didn't talk about that. No, his part was good. That yeah. Ween song was cool. What song was it? Uh, something by Ween. Oh, it was Ween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ween are very but, cool. Yeah, like he's more on like the roll on grind side of things, but like fucking that uh, 
like the switch 360 flip on top of the statue was cool. That one trick that was like a switch nose around kickflip out. Yep. Yeah, definitely some more on like the creative, like rolling grind side of the shit, but definitely some cool shit. Yeah, he has some international footage in there too. Where was that shot? Uh, clip in particular, are you thinking about? Mm, I think it's like um, rides up a bank, goes into tail slide on the steps, and then I think like a no comply out. Um, I'm probably misremembering it. I've only watched the video once. Oh. He did a he did a like a up a no he like ground ground a step and then backside one eight frontside five zero backside one eighty into a bank that was like go. Spain or Portugal mm. that's my guess wow how did I well yeah I mean shame on me but the video just dropped and things have been hectic around these parts admittedly and was it him who did like was like the blind side is it fakey frontside flip or is it backside flip into the bank. Ooh, that was uh, Maloof. Maloof, okay. Like Never where mind. he hopped, hopped up some steps and then frontside half cab flipped. Like yeah. Through a, through a, I don't know what to call it, through an opening. That was sick. Yeah, he, he's, he's on some otherworldly type shit um, with his control. But anyway, back to, back to Jordan Taylor. Uh, he was a nice surprise. I actually really enjoyed his part. And maybe this is the move. You know, this is basically pulling a bit from Tim and Henry, you know, showcasing a couple skaters, but then also having some other folks in there as well. And I like this because, you know, this video came out, what, 12 minutes, 15 minutes? Yeah, 17 minutes. 17, yeah, it's, it's not that long. Again, which is perfect. Just long enough to get you interested and hyped to go see. They've got a great formula there in that they've got a big team. And I think I said in the intro, by my count, this is their second, you know, promo length video of the year. Street Fighters 2 came out maybe February, March, April. But yeah, I, I talked to Grant Ansura for... Um, quarter snacks piece that came out earlier this year. What did he say? Where am I going with this? You know, he he just wants to like showcase and really focus on different team riders with each video production. And I think the two part plus a montage or two formula is awesome. Like keep them coming. Yeah, like more like this. This is the perfect length. This is the correct format. If you got a big team, just pick a couple people and say, "Yo, this quarter." You know, we're going to focus on y'all. Y'all going to be getting the clips. Everybody else, get a little something by X deadline. It feels... And also, I have, <clears> I imagine that it also, like, when you're not trying to make a full team video, you can reserve some of your creative energy for making a narrative like Grant did in the... I mean, it's pretty rad that they've got a little voyage down the LA River in this one. And then the last one, the Street Fighters video was... Oh yeah, the Street Fighter was thing. like like that video game format, and it was you know also exceedingly entertaining. And I mean, not that long ago they put out a full length that was like fifty five minutes with everybody in it. But yeah, the the quick hitters and you know some just I, this one said to be continued. So who knows what's what the hell is going to happen next? But it's good stuff. Yeah, maybe they'll have something out just in time for the holidays. That would be ill. So from appreciating a contemporary video, we're looking back. This week, we're rolling out a new segment called Required Viewing, where one of us chooses a video from the past, offers our reasoning for dredging it up, and we, uh, you know, talk it out. So Patrick, you're up first. What is the inaugural video that's required viewing? So for me, I think it's Mad Circle's Five Flavors, and for a few reasons. First of all, it's where we get to see the origins of some of the legends of the skate in uh so rob welsh before he was just before he was woo welsh one of the last full parts from scott johnson before he dipped over to chocolate did he produce a full full part for chocolate mm, 
Probably I don't not. think really that his part in the chocolate tour was like about a minute. Mm-hmm. It was more of an intro part, and then he made the transition over to working for Lakai. Bobby Puglio. Um, I, I always feel bad for Bobby Puglio because I know he didn't like the music, and it feels like he never likes the music that he skates to. And like, why couldn't people just give him like a Jeru the Damager joint every time, and he would have been happy? What did he skate to in Five Flavors? I'm, it's like on the tip of my brain. Pixies, I love you, oh. or La La Love You. Oh yeah, that's kind of a weird one. I like yeah. block that out, evidently. Yeah, it's like it's a Pixies deep cut, and at the time, you know, when it came out, it was amazing. Also, it's it's some it's a great video too because Pontus. It's the origin story of Pontus. It's the first time we got a lot of us got to see Pontus Elf and Pontus Pontus and, and and Rob Welsh, and then of course Carl Watson, um, one of the nicest people in professional skateboarding, one of the coolest people out there. Shout out to Carl, who was always nice, even back in the day when it was cool to be a dick. And it's a short video, and Mad Circle had amazing graphics. Justin Girardi, he has um, gone back to the original spelling of his name. He's gotten rid of the anglicization of Girard. Hmm. Great graphics, great vibe. They were, I think, they were under a distribution umbrella called Giant. So it was Mad Circle, New Deal, and Element. And, 411. And 411. And Mad Circle was the coolest out of all of them by far. And they went out on top. I'm not really sure what the circumstances were under which the company went under or ceased to exist. But they went out on top. They were amazing. They're well remembered. And I also picked this video because it was a reminder of what I think Scott Johnson described as middle class pros. You know, these were not top tier, right? But at the same time, though, they weren't at the very, very bottom. They were obviously connected because, you know, Giant 411 connection. And also the pants game in this video is just Bobby Puglio and, 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 and Wu Welsh. Excellent pants game. Good soundtrack too. And this was the kind of video that you would pick up at the shop and you weren't quite sure what you were going to get, but it was a pleasant surprise. Also like amazing shapes. Really, really like, God, I don't know who their wood shop was back in the day. Would have been PS Sticks. It was, uh, P- uh, yeah, new, anything New Deal, Giant Distribution was PS Sticks. Okay. Their boards were great. Like, it's almost like it's like skateboarding needs a mad circle and a stereo right now. It's a shame that we don't have a stereo circle vi- circa a visual sound. Did you all see this video when it first dropped? And did it leave a similar impression on you? Or is it just one of those like, oh, I totally forgot about them? Yeah, I kind of I kind of like let the horns blow a little bit better because it had like I think the, tw- all the twist artwork and stuff and like the whole like herb albert kind of yacht rock yacht rock vibe plus like that scott johnson part is one of the best parts ever yeah but does he skate to peg in that one is he that... does skate to steely dan that's yeah. right <sighs> that that part is heat persona yeah, yeah ah. definitely, definitely check that out oh. if you if you never saw it or haven't seen it in a while that, that but, soundtrack Ooh. yeah but um yeah this video i definitely remember seeing it like at supreme like they used to have like the while of uh, televisions like out front and like they show videos and shit. I definitely remember seeing it a bunch out there. But yeah, it's your introduction to to a young, you know, fresh faced Rob Welsh, like ripping, doing back tail kickflips out, like big spin nose slides on the bay blocks. Just like some San Francisco shit, you know. And um not sure if Justin Gerard was was he still involved like at this point? Yeah, I think I think it may have been him who pulled the plug. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's Coming. a Cairo Foster interview where, like, maybe, like, the... Because Cairo was on Mad Circle for, I don't know, three months or something. Maybe it's a nine-club interview. I don't remember. But, yeah, like, 
Cairo Foster had a board graphic and maybe it was never produced or something like that because it ended that that abruptly. Yeah, that would make sense. Like they're but also it, oh go on, please. Oh, but anyway, yeah, you get young Rob Welsh like switch training. This was the era when yeah, he switched trade the library gap, which was crazy. This was the era when he switched trade the bank's wall. And I was there that day. Whoa. Like, I wasn't there, yeah, I wasn't there when he did it, but I remember seeing him like kicking him around, you know? I was like, damn, that guy's got a good switch trade. So it was like around the same time period. I was like, man, who the fuck is this guy? How hard was that roller ass bump to skate over the wall? I don't know. I never skated. Never, I mean, never attempted over the wall. But yeah, well, okay. Well, that that says you know that does say something because it seems <laughs> like it was just not dissing you by any means, but like yeah, yeah. you know, like transitioned bottom and then a steep bank, I imagine, and then it rolls out at the top. Like that's not easy. Yeah, was, and and you, oh no, go ahead, Patrick. It was so hard to skate just as a bank. It's mind blowing to think that Mike Vallely ollied over the wall with the fence on top. <laughs> it's. You know, just watching people doing like uh, like all the stuff in Trilogy, 20-shot sequence, all the New York videos, you know, just like watching someone do like, uh, for example, like uh, any of the Menace dudes skating that was amazing. Who's, um, you know, Javier Nunez with the, was a switch kickflip across uh, over the wall. That was a yeah. baby. We, like little, like my goodness, with tiny little wheels too. My goodness. It, like it, it was a very rough spot to skate and it stank to high heaven. Uh, during the summer, just like because of uh, you know the smell of dried urine and whatever else was you know off in the corners, but yeah, it was a hard spot to skate. So the fact that he was able to get a switch tray over it, my god! I think not to um, take anything away from Rob Welsh, Quim Cardona nolly burial kickflip over that. That seems like yeah, the way worst back. possible trick to try on a again like a transition steep bank to roll out like that just. I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're also forgetting a, a pretty key factor of difficulty for the Brooklyn Banks. You were doing a trick into an active roadway. That was in, uh, that was a ramp uh, off the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. You, you had to have a lookout, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you were attempting shit over the wall. And it was, of course, the, the, the neighborhood was crawling with cops. The police station was right there. Police parking was right there. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they care, though. They didn't care. No. It wasn't a bust at all at that point. No, but... Still, though, I mean, I feel like it's come out on on this podcast before, but there there is a controversial aspect of five flavors, and it is the length of Scott Johnston's part in there. So um, do you guys have opinions on this or do I need to just go off? I think you need to go off. Talk to him. Yeah, his part, like it, it definitely wasn't as good as his part in Let the Horns Blow. And But it is cool because it's kind of, kind of like bi-coastal. It got some SF shit, some New York shit. You know, same with Puglio's part, like some SF shit, some New York shit, and like in his element. So, but I mean, but, but, but go off, definitely go off. <laughs> I don't know how hard I'm going to go off. I just remember being like, hell yeah, we get some Scott Johnson, like Jesus. I don't know how many times I watched the, it's the best of 411 version of his profiles. You know, Scott Johnson's the ripping a skater in town. That, that one. Oh yeah. That was sick. That was, that was like early 411. Like yeah one, yeah yeah it's the best of volume five. one and it was maybe yeah, like yeah. issue five like you said but like so it's okay all right yeah rob welsh that dude rips carl carl watson always rips pontus i don't know if i was that into pontus back in the day he's obviously uh grown on me yeah he seemed i think i'm trying to recall back then he just seemed kind of like a middle of the road like good amateur 
Yeah, he you no, know, not too mind blowing. Wasn't that distinctive? Maybe. Yeah. No, he was like another dude with like uh, that's getting like a yellow shirt and like a beanie, you know, from cargo pants. Like, yeah, gray cargos. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy <laughs> to see like where he's come. Now he's like a fucking uh, has a whole empire. He's a mogul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn. Yeah, dude, he's he, playing chess, not checkers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, he's the euro. Is he the euro Rocco? Oh yeah, you can definitely say that. You have to make definitely a case for that. Yeah. Okay, real quick though. Yep. Scott Johnson. The part was too damn short. And I know yeah. Templeton has big feelings about it. I, I, I don't know how. <laughs> I feel like we, we at one point were like, yeah, what, the, what was up with SJ's part in Five Flavors? But yeah, yeah. I, I watched the video and you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting the whole time. And I think he skates to like a Gangstar um, instrumental and it's good. And then it's just over and you're left thinking. Yeah, what I happened. Mean, yeah, definitely compared to the, the Five Fit to um, whatchamacallit, Let the Horns but, Blow. A little yeah. bit disappointing, I think. Well, and then and then his part in the chocolate tour was uh didn't have, but that part is just like straight bangers, I think. Yeah, that definitely came back with the chocolate tour. That mm-hmm. that part, yeah, maybe yeah. I will say there's a mad circle industry section in four one one, and we're gonna yeah, sorry, Templeton, we're really nailing you on the show notes this week, but <sighs> SJ does the coolest looking shove it heel ever. Oh, yes. I remember it well. It's at uh, Love Park. Yep. Folded in such a way. It's origami. Yo, I'm going to steal that term. I'm going to steal that. Just came up with it, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he almost does it like a front foot impossible. It's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, Scott Johnson ended up having such a interesting career turn when he went into the shoe lane. And now looking at the work that he's doing at Adidas, it's really a thing of beauty. So... I'm okay with the sacrifice of having a shorter, shorter Scott Johnson parts. And going back to Let the Horns Blow, the first Man Circle video, the soundtrack in, in that video is out of control. Oh, yeah. Like a whole bunch of stuff, main source, like a whole bunch of main source. Scott Johnson skating to Steely Dan. It is like st- skating to Steely Dan a good 15 years before the whole Yacht Rock in-joke that somehow led to a Yacht Rock revival. Oh, dude, I mean, we've said it time and time again, like, skaters are light years ahead of any anything cool. Like, you look on Twitter now, there's, like, Steely Dan accounts. Everyone's like, oh, Steely Dan this, Steely Dan that. You know what I mean? He was in the ste- No one was fucking with Steely Dan in 1994. Maybe your dad. Maybe my dad was. Oh, hell no. <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, dude, I mean, yeah, we said it. We've we recited it chapter and verse on this podcast. Dude. Skaters are always into the coolest shit like years before anyone else. And also what's interesting is that, you know, not long after this, New Deal, you know, New Deal had a little promo with JB in it. The New Deal promo was not so good because why were they having him skate to, the, I think it was the theme from, no, was it, did he skate to the theme from uh, Northern Exposure or was that Jeremy Ray in the color video? Yeah, Jeremy Ray skated to that. <laughs> In the color video, Jean Baptiste skated to some other instrumental. Oh, I think yeah, it's it was like goofy, it, though. It, it was goofy though. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit goofy. It's one of those songs that you recognize it when you hear it, but you don't know what it's called. Exactly. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, that was. They did him a disservice, and it's kind of. It's kind of weird how Element is the is the last brand standing of that because can you imagine a world where giant distribution could you because continued on that path. Three very good teams. And who, what else was under Giant other than 411 and those three brands? Destructo uh, later on. <laughs> those are not good trucks, dude. No. 
I think they're still around in some bizarre. No, no, uh, they exist. Yeah, destructive truck, destructive trucks exists. Also, Golden State Wheel Company or something. I don't know. There's a bearing company. Yeah, was it? It wasn't Lucky, was it? No, Lucky was. I think that Out was of- like a. Think like Keith Cochran, um, Greg uh, Carroll, City, oh, FKD. No, that's a uh, syndrome or early pre syndrome. If I remember right. So yeah, they had a yeah. I guess you're right. They had a bearing company. You know, honestly, this is one of those circumstances where you just pop open an old uh, CCS and just have a look around. But dang, digging through the internet for that. But yeah, free, free idea. Mm. Digitize CCS catalog library. That would be amazing. Yo, Matt Price, you heard it. No. Y'all need get on it, man. Just get high quality scans of all of those joints. I know the files must exist, the 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 original uh, photos must exist. Come on, please. But would it would it feel the same? I mean, we're all we all remember. Y'all remember getting the CCS catalog, going to school, just circling circling decks and be like, I want this this deck, these trucks, these wheels. Just like figure out different completes that you wanted. Eh, I was never on the CCS tip. I think I think it was like before my time. I just like went to the shop. I mean, after my time, but whatever. I was in the wrong time. I like getting them, though. Yeah, I'd I'd go to the. Sh- I I feel like the CCS to my actual shop, like the crossover of goods, was very little. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I, I I had a shop to go to, so it was didn't have to mail order. Fortunately, we had one shop by us. If you didn't want to have to go down to the city and go down to. Blades Board and Skate or Supreme. Actually, there were a couple. My boy JP had a shop. There was another one. There was a bike shop that sold skateboards. Interesting enough, uh, I remember a buddy of mine had some huge pants, and he ganked uh, a Carl Watson Mad Circle board from that from that bike shop. In the huge pants. Yo, just like whoop, just dipped out. Also, I haven't heard Ca- ganked in what so a long. Yeah, like also Casper, Casper and kids type shit. Just like. <laughs> Apparently, kids came out today, or I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, okay. 25 years ago. Oh, wow. Or, no, what time is it? Yeah, 27 or something. 27, yeah. What a movie. What a time. The f- Yo, best pants than any, any movie ever Hollywood ever did. So, Straight up. Oscars, best pants award. Pot, you know, like a dang. heritage joint. <laughs> best fits. Um, but anyway, back to, back to Mad Circle. They do actually give out a best fits. Oscar, it's just not called that. But oh, for what costume design? Yeah, <laughs> they should cut. Co- Let's update the Oscars. Let's get best fits. <laughs> best fits. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the lowest hanging fruit for that one. <laughs> and they should be uh, the, the 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 final word. That should be the realest of the real. All right, um, you're onto something, right? Like uh, like although I feel like William Defoe, uh, William Defoe would win that joint every year. Him or Harvey <laughs> Keitel? Yeah. But I tell shirtless and some high waisted pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to back to Mad Circle. Um, you know, thinking about this company and like they've been long gone. What are some other companies that y'all remember from the mid to late nineties who were very good, put out good videos, and there's really nobody who's taken their place since? Oh well, Menace, of course. I mean, they didn't put out a video, but that was like part of their appeal. Like they didn't even have to skate. They were just like that cool. I, I mean, like I don't think I, I think it's one of those. Um, what kind of universe would we live in if Menace actually dropped that video? Probably a market. Things might be one, different. Man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I I actually think there's some legs to the multiverse theory. So, <clears throat> so you think it, it, there's a in an alternate universe there's a Menace video that came out and world peace has been achieved? Oh, likely. You know, where we all have perfect baggy pants. 
baggies never went out of style. Like, I mean, the rap. Uh, yeah, this is now we're far, far away. But yeah, rappers in skinnies, like, oh, there's no. universes where that never happened. No, you know, group and home goes so on to goofy. group home goes on to win a Grammy. I almost just spit out my beer. <laughs> Lil 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 Dap accept, acceptance speech. Lil Dap. <laughs> <laughs> my friends, my so-called friends. <laughs> One of there's so many group home songs that are just straight like insane bangers. Dial a thug. Have you heard that song? Yep. <laughs> you got money, but you got no love. Dial a thug. Is that was that on the LP or like just some random shit? Um, that was that was on Living. Pr- I don't I don't remember the name of their. Yeah, I don't think it was album. on. The, it was probably on that one like Ill Kid Records, that weird compilation. So okay, now that we're we're talking about Dial a Thug. Very dumb story. We we had two skate houses and they were next door to each other back in the day. And I lived in one with the older dude, but all my friends lived in the house next door to us. So I'd like frequently end up there and we'd order pizzas, obviously, as skaters do. And one of the homies used to ride for Consolidate, actually. I won't name him by name, but maybe you can reverse engineer this one. Like he ne- we he never used the phone to order pizza. He was like the only guy that never was like up to order pizza. And when you're 20, you know, you get really lame and you're like, ah, it's your turn to order the pizza. Like, we'll pay, but you got a call. And um, we realized he'd never ordered a pizza before because literally we're overhearing him calling in the kitchen. He like the person at Domino's or wherever picks up and he just goes two large pepperoni pizzas, bitch. <laughs> dial, <laughs> dial a thug. And then he hangs up and we're like, what the fuck just happened, man? How'd you do that? Two large pepperoni pizzas, bitch. Dial a thug. <laughs> wow. Wow. And we're like, Le- dude, what a you, legend. that doesn't work. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Question. How often did, did y'all in this these two skate houses, which was the clean house, which was the dirty house? Definitely my house. Because again, I was like, by that point, I was 19, 20 and everybody was in their mid 20s at my house. And it was all 19, 20 year old dudes at the at the house next door. So it's peak filth. Well, it, it it was it was a it was a completely random spread of guys. So there was like some real degenerates and some guys that were trying to come up in skating. Like um, Jeremy Reeves, former city pro, lived there, and he was like a lot of business in terms of like I want to skate and I want to do shit. And then yeah, there was also <laughs> yeah there 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 were other aspects of it. It was a it was a fun time. Watched a lot of uh, a little continuity to that Mad Circle video. We watched a lot of the aesthetics video, Ride or Die Volume One. Ooh, there, there's a company that that's worth a future discussion because that was uh, aesthetics was a jump off point for a lot of people that got them to whatever next great move they were gonna get to. Um, oh yeah, like fucking uh, Garecki, shout yeah. out that dude. I just wish they'd held on. Like they were, God, they were cool. And then yeah, they were pretty. Yeah, they were almost like too cool to last. Yeah. Like and like Clyde Singleton, Clyde Singleton. I mean, you want to talk about better timelines? Let's talk about the one where Ride or Die Volume Two exists. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, now that's a video that could inspire world peace. <laughs> Sorry. Sure, uh, sure, we'd all be stoked. Yeah, Ride or Die Volume we Two. I'd be stoked. At, yeah, if Aesthetics had come out with Ride or Die Volume Two. Yep. Which brings us to the part of the show where we all share on which. The things we are stoked on. Did I do that right? I think I'm 
There's no, there's no script for this part. Templeton's just got it that well. Jason, where are you stoked on this week? Stoked on Venture Truck. Shout out Venture Rider Yuto Origame, who got third or bronze at the most recent X Games competition. Also stoked on a little baseball team out of Flushing, Queens, the New York Mets. They swept the New York Yankees last night. It was just a two-game series, but it counts as a sweep anyway. Like, yeah, they, get, they got a lot of juice, pretty psyched on, you know, the rest of the season, playoffs, if they make it to the playoffs, that kind of shit. Also, a couple Euro videos, a video part from Juan Pura or Jura Algora. Definitely Eurotech as fuck, filmed in, I guess, Madrid and a bunch in Philly, which is really tight. Film, I think it was all filmed by Brian Pombianco. And... Late pass on this one, but uh, them boys out in Marseille made another video called Sangui. I don't know if it's a crew or what, or one dude, like BMG, a BMG crew, whatever, but they make like super tight videos out of Marseille. Definitely some uh, good spot porn in there. Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? I'm stoked on Spitfire Wheels. I'm very stoked on this Math Hoffa, my expert opinion interview with the Kid Mero, RIP Jesus and Mero on Showtime, RIP the podcast. I don't even know where to begin with that. Um, it used to be my ritual after recording this pod, wind down with the missus, sit down, watch Jesus and Mero, then get ready for bed. And now my Thursdays are disrupted. Stoked on the European uh, Women's Cup final, which is on Sunday. That's going to be England versus Germany. That's going to be wild. Um, the English press is going to have a field day and people are going to behave very badly regardless of the outcome. The new Cyrus Bennett favorite spot with quarter snacks. Always a pleasure to see anything Cyrus-related on Quarter Snacks, anything Cyrus-related in general. The Hugo Bostrop followed. I really love those stories of uh, new parents and what they're up to, and he draws a lot of comparisons. Being in L.A. versus being in Copenhagen. And then finally, the uh, John Lucero Bob shirt. It was actually super fun. Really a pleasure to watch. Uh, Mike, what are you stoked on? Ooh, I'm stoked on this past weekend, helping out with a Familia event in town here in Minneapolis. They, well, I should say, Aaron from Sky High drove out with that uh, oversized half-cab shoe. Wait, hold up. I yeah. saw that shoe. How was that fabricated? Okay, so I, I love it that you asked because I was going to say it anyways, but I also asked Aaron about it. And Sky High Skate Shop is a premier skate shop. It's in Milwaukee. It's great. Aaron does it. So Aaron started with a size 10.5 half-cab, measured it out, did his numbers, then like his partner in building the shoe did his own numbers using a computer and stuff. And like basically Aaron's hand numbers matched up with the computer numbers. And then, yeah, they built it. It's two parts. It's a heel. And then it's the front of the shoe. Uh, it's about as tall as I am. I'm five foot six, five foot seven on a good day. But yeah, solid as hell. Plywood, you know, the regular two by fours and um, birch painted. And yeah, uh, originally they got like a, they had like six days to make it. And so they did the measurements, figured out how to build it and built it. It's kind of, it, it's an incredible thing. And uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. Like I think, yeah, I was, I saw some of the clip. People were doing like tricks on the tongue. Like the tongue was like a quarter pipe or something. Yeah. It's they, it they wild. built in a ton of options and you know, it's like a above knee high Ollie up. Some dudes are able to ollie up and then skate it like that. Otherwise, there's the launch ramp up. You can skate the uh, what's this? <laughs> now, now I'm losing my words, but you can skate. You know, the collar of the shoe. The tongue is a quarter pipe. You can go off the quarter pipe. 
there is not a shoe hole or foothole. I don't know what you call that part of the shoe, a foothole, let's call it. But, you, <laughs> but the- you know, you can ride over that. You don't you don't like sink into a pit if, if you go over. But um, yeah, did, did the first Familia event in two plus years. And it was super fun. Got rained on riding my bike to it. Full downpour, fully soaked. It was awesome. Ooh, hot rain or cold rain? Um, hot rain. It's kind of nice feeling though. Yeah, yeah, it's cool once you embrace it. You're like, okay, I'm done. This is just happening. And then, uh, other thing I'm stoked on is that I, uh, after tw- been skating 27 years, learned a new trick today. Did a nollie heel 5-0 on a curb, something I've been thinking about, and so I'm happy with that. That's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out MostlySkateboarding.net for links and other show notes. Thanks, Templeton, for putting those together and editing every time, except for like the two times I've done it. Until then, you can keep up with us online. Jason, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Carbonite1994, on the Instagram at FrozenCarbonite, and right in stuff for CoreSnacks.com. Patrick, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter under the handle at Colonel K Speaks or on Instagram at P Kigongo. Also uh, doing stuff with the Harold Hunter Foundation. Mike, where can the people find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter and Instagram with the same handle at M Munzenrider. We'll see you next week. There. One seven one eight dog. Hey yo, is this the thug line, man? Yeah, yo, hey, yo man, I need some help, man. I'm fucking tired of these bitch ass niggas, man. Yeah, 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 yo, 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 Punk wig, pushback, pimps up in the game Living off the name, looking for ghetto fame K-Black, the type of cat that run up on your dame Fuck a spit in the face, and then take a chain Just so you can come through, and get robbed too Yes, you know how we do, that old BK shit Like Biggie said, we on it Suit niggas is wanted, feeling like a rat cornered I'm about to attack, your son hold me down This cast is getting murked, there'll be no second rounds You better dial a thug, reality won't change Cause when I see a man game record Nice gang, East New York type of slang, but unless you get in bang, that mango dangle hang, so you better watch the dame. Lyrics razor sharp, hit you like slugs. See me on the street, you better dollar thug. You got money, but you got no love. Dollar thug. Get the way you juice in the club. Dollar thug. If you scared of crypt, you scared of blood. Dollar thug. Nigga. Dollar thug. Nigga. Dollar You got money, but you got no love. Dollar thug. Get the way you juice in the club. Dollar thug. If you scared of crypt, you scared of blood. You're scared to death of your life, you're asking me twice Can you get a special advice? You're calling the thug Cause you need some help tonight Now watch me in life, these 89 thugs tonight Cause since so much anger built inside Group home, been my pride, rocking it worldwide Since the manifest days, niggas walking with vessels Banging in Texas, why these niggas keep on stressing Sucking my love, niggas better dial a thug The access of slugs, cause
thought they disrespected my love Cause motherfuckers act hard Even thugs get scarred Now you niggas get barred Cause we're pulling your card Cause since 88 on the floor Doing the Rambo Snatching chains with laws Kicking cats out the door It's the 87 thing Putting fake niggas in respect If these niggas try to front Then we break their fucking neck You uh. got money but you got no love Get the way your Jews in the club If you're scared of crypt, you're scared of blood Nigga Nigga You got money but you got no love Get the way your Jews in the club If you're scared of crypt, you're scared of blood Nigga Nigga Yo, you tell them niggas that are Rock ya, spit your fucking wig You dial them niggas up in the ghetto That kill you for a big Dial them niggas up on the corner Rocking them colors Dial them niggas up that are straight up Kill your baby mother Dial them niggas up who be rocking Guns for fashion Dial them niggas who be straight up All trained assassins Dial them niggas in the streets Who don't think shit is sweet Dial them niggas that are straight Rock your ass to sleep Dial them dog, nigga You got no love Dial them dog Get the your Jews in the club Dial them dog If you scared of crypt, you scared of blood Dial Nigga You got money, but you got no love. Get the way your Jews in the club. Just scared of Christian, scared of blood. Nigga, nigga, nigga. Uh.